0: Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Serial Streamers. Really glad you're here. Um you might not be glad you're here in a moment when you see how much I'm going to rage on this freaking docu series that I'm about to cover. This one had me going, if I thought I hated what's his face from Nixium, which I do, or L Rotten Mouth Hubbard from Scientology, which I do. If I thought I hated them, I really freaking despise this one, the leader of this cult or whatever you want to call it. But who am I? Let's get into that. Um, If you don't know, if you haven't tuned in my channel before, or maybe you have and you're like, who is this chick that talks about these documentaries? My name's Jamie. I am a full-time podcaster and content creator. And a few months ago, I created this true crime TV club called Serial Streamers. It's kind of like a book club, only better. And it's basically for all the people like you and me who are out there, binging these true crime documentaries, but we don't really have somebody in our lives to talk about them with. I mean, the first thing I want to do after I watch these docu-series is just call up a friend or tell my husband like, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. Da-da-da-da-da, guess what he said? But my husband's not like super into true crime like I am, so he'll let me bend his ear for a little bit and then he like totally checks out. If that's kind of like you, then the Serial Streamers TV Club is perfect for you. And so welcome uh basically we're watching you know scam documentaries uh, murder docs um what else is there the cults you know there's a lot of cult documentaries out there that i've been binging and covering so essentially with serial streamers what i do is i go on my instagram at jamie on air and i announce the actually i go to instagram and tiktok and i announce what our next documentary watch assignment is going to be And then we have about a week to watch it together. And then we come back to my comments on TikTok and Instagram and on YouTube, all at Jamie on Air. And we share our thoughts, theories, hot takes, our rage comments, our insults with these cult leaders. Like anything you want to talk about with regard to these true crime documentaries that we're watching together, come to my comments. We talk about them together. We meet virtually on social media and it's a blast. So you should join. And the only thing you have to do to join Serial Streamers TV Club is follow me on social media. You can follow me at Instagram, TikTok, or subscribe to my YouTube channel. And all of that is at Jamie on Air. Okay. With all that said, I want to give a couple trigger warnings and then we are going to get right into it because I have a lot to say about this one. I want to offer the following trigger warnings. Um, This episode may not be for everyone because I'm going to talk about, you know, coercive control, cults, verbal abuse, discussions about suicide and depression. And also, this is a really alarming topic that we're going to discuss, but the leaders of this cult that we're about to talk about were basically controlling people's gender identity as well as pressuring them, allegedly, into getting gender-affirming surgery when that may or may not have been their own choice or something that they wanted to do. So we'll get into it, but heed my warnings. And the documentary that we're going to be talking about is Escaping Twin Flames. And this one's on Netflix. And this one really pissed me off. For many reasons, but mostly because Jeff is a weasel motherfucker. But we'll get into that. All right, you guys. So the doc starts off with this guy who we later learn is Jeff Ion, the leader of Twin Flames University. And it starts off with him showing off his... $100,000 $100,000 Porsche SUV. And basically he has like what I describe as like new money energy. Like he's such a freaking dork, dude. You know how when people like have never had money in their lives and then all of a sudden they come into money, whether it's, you know, by legal means or not. And they're like, yeah, I just bought a huge TV and a vacation house and a hundred thousand thousand dollar Porsche. See this watch. It's Gucci. It's like, fuck you. Like nobody gives a shit. And if you're rich. You don't need to tell people you're rich. That's, I believe, how like the real wealthy people do it for the most part. Like they don't go around going, bro, I paid this much for my watch, this this much for my sunglasses. Like this guy, Jeff Ion, is just new money energy. And if you know, you know. And there's a woman who appears um, fairly soon in the documentary, and her name is Paula Hardy. And she lives in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's her on the phone with the Leelanau County (laughs) sheriffs in Michigan. And she's filing a report on her sister, Stephanie. And she's telling the sheriffs, look, my twin sister, Stephanie, is currently in a high control group or a cult. And there is potential sex trafficking, forced labor, as well as other potential crimes potentially going on in this high control group. And so the sheriffs are like, okay, we'll take your report. We'll let you know what we can do about this. And she hangs up the phone. And it's described that Stephanie, this woman's uh, twin sister, met a man at some point, and she was very interested in him. However, he didn't seem to be interested in her. So she goes to the internet, she goes online, and she types in something like, um, I just met a man and I who I had an instant attraction to. And immediately at the top of the search pops up this Twin Flames universe group. And it piques her attention. She starts reading about this Twin Flames group. And then it shows Stephanie's mother in the documentary. And this is all around like 2018, just for reference. Stephanie's mother is in the documentary. And she basically claims that her daughter Stephanie began talking at this point About a lot of spiritual things, about God, about twin flames. And her mom really wasn't sure why these things, you know, were suddenly piquing her daughter's interest or what the hell this Twin Flames thing is that she's talking about. She just knows that her daughter is bringing these things up often and there's been a change in her daughter. And you might be asking, what the hell is Twin Flames? And to be honest with you, I still don't fully know. Well, no, I know, but like, it's a cult, okay? That is my opinion, but this is a goddamn cult. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. So essentially the documentary kind of tells us that it is a the Twin Flames universe or Twin Flames for short, is a group that's led by a married couple named Jeff and Shalia Ayan. Those are not their birth names, but we'll get into it. Who claim they can find and confirm your twin flame, aka your ultimate lover, as they describe it in the documentary, which is like, huh? I hate the word lover. I just, I, it gives me the ick. But that's essentially what they describe twin flames as being. Like basically... This married couple has some magical power to confirm who your twin flame is, who your ultimate lover in life is. It's complete bullshit, obviously. And they can do this all for the bargain basement price of $222 a month, which is like, what in the fucking Scientology is this? It's these bullshit courses, just like Scientology, that this twin flames universe makes you take, and they call it ascension school. Which again, like, what in the mother god fuck is that? These cults all have so many things in common, but with Twin Flames Universe specifically, essentially they tell people that for the bargain price of $222 a month, we can have you take our Ascension School. And basically, Ascension School, it promises, there's a guarantee that you will find your life partner, your twin flame for that $222 a month. So of course you have to pay to find essentially what is like your soulmate. It is complete cult, scammy bullshit. But as you can imagine, people buy into this shit, which is why there's a documentary about it. So at some point, Stephanie, um, the woman who had met a man who didn't seem to be interested in her, she does an online search. That's how she finds Twin Flames. She eventually gets a message seemingly from Jeff or Shalia, who are the leaders of Twin Flames. And the message basically claimed like, hey, Stephanie, we can help you achieve fame, fortune and love, and you would be better served if you just came and worked for us as well. So that's exactly what Stephanie does. And Stephanie's mom said this is the point at which Stephanie completely just bounces. Like she disappears and they don't know where she went. And there's a woman named Keely that the docuseries introduces us to. And um, she was a Twin Flames member. And she, at some point in her life, met a man named Colby at work and he becomes her boyfriend. Um, But they eventually break up and Keely is just devastated. So what does she do? She does the same thing that Stephanie did. She Googles... Something like, you know, something about like, I lost the love of my life. I don't know. She Googles something and then Twin Flames universe pops up. And boy, all I can think about is like these people out here paying a lot of money for these Google placements, like Twin Flames University. Somehow they spend a bunch of money. It sounds like for their uh, search engine, what do they call SEO, search engine optimization. Like they're spending a lot of money for their organization to pop up first when people are you know, searching things like I lost the love of my life or I met somebody I'm instantly attracted to. What do I do? Like, I want to find love. I'm lonely. Um, these people are finding TFU on online with these Google searches. That's how Keely finds it. So she finds Jeff and Shalia's stupid videos, which again, this is very much like the mother God documentary. The love has one documentary, whereas Jeff and Shalia are constantly, like, just putting their lives on a live stream. Like, they have a YouTube channel that they go and, like, spew all their bullshit. And this is how they find people to follow them and make them rich. So, Keely essentially explains that, like, I thought Colby, who broke up with me, was my twin flame. Like, what happened? And she also eventually gets her sister Marley into the twin flames universe. So, Keely and Marley and this other woman, Stephanie, are all, like, in deep, into TFU. And members describe in the documentary, once they joined TFU, they felt very loved and embraced. And of course, like this is what cults do. It's like the honeymoon phase in a relationship when you're about to be fucking coercively controlled by this, these people. Like basically it's like a bunch of love bombing. Like, oh, we love you. Your family doesn't love you, but we love you. Come on in. Let me give you a warm hug. And oh, by the way, what's your credit card number. It's crazy, but, you know, a bunch of people joined TFU this way. And I can see when you're in a vulnerable state and you're looking for love, for example, it's very easy for these manipulative people to prey on you. And that's exactly what Jeff and Shalia did. And then the documentary introduces us to something in Twin Flames Universe that they call the mirror exercise. And this is going to come up over and over. Basically, the leaders of TFU say that the mirror exercise The mirror exercise teaches you how to have a relationship with yourself based on love, which what, huh? Like they always say these stupid, like very broad statements and none of it really makes sense or really gets to the point of what exactly is going to be achieved, but it kind of sort of sounds good. So whatever people fall for it. And in reality, all that the mirror exercise does is take negative feelings that you have towards someone else and then points those feelings directly back at you. So, for example, you know, the mirror exercise is like, um, if you're mad at a friend, you might say something like, looking in the mirror, you might say something like, um, I'm mad at my friend because he, dot, dot, dot. And then you switch up the nouns and replace them with yourself. And then you start repeating, I'm mad at myself because, dot, duh, dot. So, essentially... It's basically an exercise so that the leaders of this stupid cult can make damn sure that you are always to blame for anything that happens. They and the cult are never to blame. If you just mirror that shit, you're just going to turn your problems back around on yourself. And now all of a sudden you're mad at yourself. This is like classic cult tactics, like cult 101 although of course members, they're so caught up in this thing. They describe the mirror exercise as a gift that Jeff and Shalia gave them. And Jeff would often say like, anytime somebody comes to him with a problem, and I'm talking about like real problems. Like for example, somebody's like, I'm really depressed. I don't feel well. Like I'm having very dangerous thoughts. He's like, yeah, you need to mirror that shit. Just mirror that shit. It just pisses me off. So it, Makes me so fucking angry. Because he's playing with people's lives, essentially. Okay, a little bit about this jerk-off Jeff's background. So he graduates from college at some point. He moves to Hawaii after college. And then he changes his name to Ender Ayanithos. Because, of course, like, the the last person he wants to be is himself. Which, by the way, I can't blame him. If I was that motherfucker, I wouldn't want to be him either. So... He essentially changes his whole entire being into somebody else. His name is now Ender Ionethos. So stupid. But then later, the documentary describes him as Jeff. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. He's no longer going by Ender. Who knows why? Um, And he starts marketing himself as a lifestyle guru. Which, by the way, if anybody describes themselves as a fucking guru, run the other way. That is... First of all, that gives me the major ick as well. Um, Gurus are stupid. And also, huge red flag. Huge red flag that he's just self-proclaimed guru. If you're going to be a guru, it better be other people who see something in you, uh, some sort of expertise, and they start calling you a guru. But either way, it gives me major side eye. Just saying. And then at some point, Jeff or Ender... Jeff meets Shalia online and uh, they get married pre- uh, fairly quickly and they claim their relationship is magical and they end up moving to Michigan. And But of course, Shalia, that's not her real name because she's a scam artist as well. Her birth name is Megan Plant, but she changed her name somewhere along that path to something that sounds a little more spiritual or basically something you know uh, where she could scam people. She wants to sound like she's this like super spiritual being and um I guess Megan Plant isn't very spiritual vibes so she changes her name to Shalia whatever. And then Shalia starts pursuing a spiritual path because of course Uh, She starts doing tarot card readings and all this other, I hate to call it BS because I know some people are really into tarot cards. Um, I'm not, but she starts, this bitch will do anything to make money, right? She will do anything to scam you out of your hard earned money. And I think that just the tarot card readings are just another way for her to, you know, it's a money grab that's it. So there are no good intentions behind it. And Jeff and Shalia go on to claim that because they've been in harmonious union for so many years that they, and only they, nobody else, of course, only they have the ability to confirm this in others. Essentially what they're saying is like, We are the only people that have the magical power to tell you who your harmonious union is going to be with, who your twin flame, your ultimate lover is going to be, which they're just a couple of fucking grifters, okay? This is a full-blown grift, okay? Nobody has the power to tell you who your soulmate is, to tell you who your ultimate twin flame is. Like they just, they claim they have this power, but they do not. Okay. So Keely, going back to Keely, the Twin Flames member whose boyfriend Colby had broken up with her, but she wanted to still be with him. She sends him the Twin Flames book because, of course, there's a Twin Flames book. She sends them the book. He reads it. And then all of a sudden, he's like back being interested in her. And the two start up another relationship and they move to Oregon together. And basically they're pressured by the leaders, Jeff and Shalia, to post positive pictures of them in their relationship and really positive comments like, oh my God, we're so in love. TFU um, helped us confirm that we are in fact each other's twin flame. Oh my gosh, the twin flames Ascension School actually worked. Now they probably don't talk about the fact that they spent thousands of dollars to be confirmed with their twin flame. They're not going to talk about that part. And, you know, basically they're being pressured to write these positive comments in the TFU Facebook group so the cult leaders can confirm that their class actually delivered on what was promised. And it's just all a bunch of BS. And then the couple, um, Keely and Colby, are officially told that they have officially reached harmonious union. It's like Jeff and Shalia just got a wand and they're like, okay, yeah, cool. You paid the money. Yeah. You're in harmonious union. Boom. It, it literally is like as stupid and simple as that. And at some point, Jeff takes a special interest in Keely. I think because he sees that she's very malleable and that he can get her to do things, do his dirty work for him. And that's exactly what happens. And he tells her that, um, he wants to train her as a TFU coach, which by the way, this is like very MLM like, okay. And basically, Keeley and Colby, after they're trained by Jeff to be coaches, they start making $60 per course. So now I guess they're teaching the Ascension courses to other people looking to have their twin flame confirmed. And they're charging $60 per course, which they have to split. So they're making little to no money and again it's very mlm it's very multi level marketing like structure there's like the top part of the of the upside down pyramid or no is it upside down no the top that's the food chain <laughs> I'm like picturing the goddamn food chain <laughs> wait hold on hold on it's this kind the top of the pyramid is like jeff and shalia and then it goes down from there and then it's like keely and colby and then it's like Basically, they want to recruit and recruit and recruit. And the people at the bottom don't get jack shit is the way that it works. And the people at the top become very rich and they can buy a $100,000 Porsche SUV. And basically, the goal is to bring more and more people into this Ascension school so that Jeff and Shalia can make more money. And this is also very Scientology. Like the bullshit courses that get you nowhere in life, but they tell you they're going to get you everywhere, but they really get you nowhere. It is very Scientology-like, very MLM-like. Like Like I'm seeing so many parallels between all these scammy cults. And then Jeff goes on to tell his followers about soul families and that their real family might not love them Bo, but their soul family does. Like don't forget about those real, you know, those family members, like we're your soul family. And again, this is just classic cult tactic behavior. This is, let me separate you from the people who love you, who are going to do everything in their power to get you out of my cult. No, let me find a way to separate you from that, those family members. And at one point the TFU group meets up in New York city and the group has grown to be pretty big. It's in all different States. I want to say it's even in other countries. Um, But don't quote me on that. And at some point, they sit in a circle. They put their hands in the middle. And I'm already like, what in the cult-like shit is going to happen now? Whenever they sit in a circle and put all their hands together and start closing, they close their eyes. I can't. I can't. It's so cringy. But that's exactly what they do. And they all begin channeling one of the members' twin flames. And that member happens to be Marley, which is Keely's little sister, And they all put their hands in and Jeff and Shalia are like, okay, we're going to channel your twin flame. And by the way, she's like 18, 19 years old at this time. Sorry. When you're 18, 19, you don't need your twin flame. You don't need your soulmate. Like go out, rip it up, have a blast, go do whatever the hell you want to do in life. Travel, have a few different partners, do what you want. But like, don't be trying to find your ultimate lover because that is like, very young. And I just think that you change so much in your 20s that it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? But anyway, this cult, of course, is having everybody put their hands in and they're like, let's channel Marley's twin flame. Let's do it. And then after they do that, the next day, Jeff, jerk off Jeff, he starts while he's teaching this in-person group in New York City He starts zeroing in on Marley and he's like, Marley, are you sure you haven't met your twin flame yet? And she's like, well, I don't, I don't know. And she's like hemming and hawing as he's saying it as if he knows something that the rest of the group and Marley don't know. And then Marley, he keeps trying to drag it out of her. And then Marley, Marley proceeds to tell Jeff and the group. Well, there is this one guy who messaged me on Facebook. I mean, I don't know if that's him. And his name's Joshua. And basically what it is, she doesn't know it and the group doesn't know But Jeff set this shit up. Somehow Jeff got in touch probably. This is my theory. Jeff gets in touch with this random dude in Utah named Joshua and says, bro, like, I'll give you um, a freaking gas gift card. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'll give you something. And I need you to like message this girl, Marley, and act like you're interested in her so that Jeff can then basically be able to prove his powers by saying like, basically, be you know, in the when they're all channeling, they weren't channeling. Jeff already knew that this dude was going to reach out to Marley, but he just wants to make it look like he's able to channel freaking Twin Flames. And it's just a crock of fucking dog shit. Like it just it's stupid. But then Marley goes on to say, you know, in the documentary, she's like, I didn't really even like Josh when he messaged me. He looked really creepy, um, but due to pressure from the leaders, Jeff and Shalia, she basically starts a relationship with this guy, Josh. She moves all the way to Utah, moves in with this guy. She's a teenager at the time because essentially uh, Jeff and Shalia are like, no, this is your twin flame. You have to pursue this. And meanwhile, she's not interested. She's getting bad vibes. The guy has a criminal record. They're still like, no, we don't care. Nope. That's your twin flame. Go, go, go. And the reason they're doing this is because they need another success story to go and tout to the group. Like, look, we did it again. We've got two flames that are headed for marriage. It's just crazy. And basically, you know, Keely and Colby, this is Marley's older sister, her and her boyfriend, they are under an immense amount of pressure from the group uh, and from the leaders, especially for them to get married because Jeff and Shalia want to continue parading Keely and Colby around so they can be like, look, told you, we can guarantee that you can find your twin flame just like Keely and Colby. But what people don't know is that Keely and Colby's Relationship is not a good one. And we're going to find out more about that later. Basically, Twin Flames members are told that they have to do whatever it takes, and I mean whatever it takes, to be with their Twin Flame. Even if there's like a restraining order in place, which is the case with this one member named Elle, her boyfriend or some guy she was interested in, but he wasn't interested back. She thought he was her twin flame, and Jeff and Shalia are telling her, yes, this is your twin flame. You need to go after him. He got so fed up with her constant harassment, he files a restraining order against her. And then he goes out one night, and she ends up at the same location. She says she had no idea he was going to be there, which may or may not be true. I believe her. But Then he spots her and he's got a restraining order against her. So the police come and drag her out of the club and she gets locked up in jail for 30 freaking days because of this restraining order. And by the way, the only reason he had a restraining order is because Jeff and Shalia were pressuring her to continue pursuing this guy, even though he had clearly sent her dozens of messages saying, stop, I am not interested. Stop. But, but Elle thought, no, I have to keep pursuing this guy. He's my twin flame. Jeff and Shalia said it. They confirmed it. And she ends up in jail for 30 days over all of this. Meanwhile, Keely and Colby's relationship is completely breaking down. I mean, there's some really disturbing stuff going on uh, in their relationship, according to Keely. And Keely tries to discuss this in group classes with Jeff and Shalia. And she was completely humiliated by jackass Jeff. Like he just basically is like, nah, you need to mirror that shit. You know, you're not giving him enough sex. You're not... Basically, he just blames it all on Keely and just sinks her deeper, deeper, you know, deeper and deeper into depression. And Keely eventually finds out, she says in the documentary, that basically, well, she... Basically, she tells us in the documentary that Colby felt completely entitled to her body. And she finds out later allegedly that Jeff had told Colby basically like Keeley's going to give you sex whenever you want it. Like she should, that's what she owes you. So he's just a misogynistic pig and I hate him. And basically Jeff and Shalia are telling their group members in these group classes on YouTube, um, you should be having sex all the time. And if your man wants sex, you need to give it to him. And I'm like, how about if your woman wants respect, you should give it to her. How about no means no? How about don't be a fucking misogynistic piece of shit? How about that? At one point, this was really disturbing. And I almost freaking threw my shoe at the TV. Um, Jeff says on camera during one of these classes, he's like, yeah, you know, there was this one time when I was trying to have sex with Shalia and and he starts mocking her and squealing um, that she said something like, no, I don't want this. Get off of me. And that's exactly how he says it. And then he says with his eyes straight to the camera, very fucking cocky. He's like, so what I do, I threw her on the bed and we made out anyway. So basically Jeff is telling you, he's bragging that when his wife does not want to make contact with him or for him to make contact with her, he does not care. He just throws her ass on the bed and they make out anyway. He's a real piece of shit. And all I can think is like somebody needs to humble this motherfucker and like catch his ass outside and cold cock his ass. Like I, I'm not promoting violence, but somebody needs to humble this weasel motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. Basically, Jeff is setting up women in the group to become sexual assault victims. And that's exactly what he's doing because he's telling men essentially that they are entitled to their partner's body. And that if they want sex, you just need to give it to them. It's just disgusting. And I had an observation while I was watching this. Basically, Shalia's energy, Jeff's wife, she just sits there on camera. She doesn't have, she's a very low energy person. Um, She doesn't really have a lot of emotion or energy. And she often repeats Jeff's two or three last words of his sentence. So he'll be like, yeah, and then you need to take our Ascension school. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, Ascension school. It's like the weirdest thing. I don't know. I just found it very um, bizarre. Okay, back to Marley's twin flame. Now, Marley, again, is Keely's younger sister. She's only 18 or 19 at the time that Jeff and Shalia pressured her to start this relationship with Josh, who who she thought was creepy and who had a criminal record, but whatever. Um, Basically, he has... Josh has no job, a criminal record, and Marley is clearly not into him. But she is still being pressured by the leaders of TFU to continue a relationship with him because they are twin flames. And then Jeff and Shalia start teaching a divine masculine and divine feminine course or courses. And basically, they just start making up more and more courses. It's just like Scientology. It's just like, um, all these other freaking scammy cults that like, there will always be another course. You will never be at the end of the courses because there is no end because the more courses that are created for you to pay for the more wealth that is built for the leaders. And that is exactly what's going on in TFU. So they start teaching this divine, masculine, divine feminine course. And essentially, it's a class where Jeff decides which gender you should be. Like literally, if you have always identified as a cis female or a cis male, Jeff could come in and just be like, nope, nope, I'm channeling something here. And um, you thought you were um, cis female. Um, No, you're actually, you have divine masculine energy. So you're, you're a divine masculine now. Okay. And then these people start having to cut their hair to look more masculine, change their clothes, all these things. So to to please Jeff, And to play into the gender that he has assigned to you. It it is very, very dangerous territory. And then in 2019, the TFU group has grown even bigger and they have their second in-person gathering in Toronto. And they basically put Marley and Josh, Marley who doesn't even like Josh, but... Basically, she had to drag his ass to this gathering. He didn't even want to go. They're not even like in love or in a functional relationship at all. But he, she, Marley has to drag Josh to this gathering so that the leaders can put them on stage and like basically act like they are a TFU success story. And you see them on stage and Jeff or Shalia asks, so you guys, how does it feel to have it all? And Marley's like, um, hmm basically she hates this guy sitting next to her her twin flame. And the couple just looks completely miserable, but they have to fake it to make it. And meanwhile, Jeff's out here acting like Oprah, like you get a twin flame, you get a twin flame, you get a twin flame. And it is all for money. The more twin flames that he can confirm, um, and show off to his group, the more money he's going to make because vulnerable people looking for their twin flame are going to be like, oh my gosh, another success story. Yes, I need to give up my entire paycheck so that I can find my twin flame and have, you know, pure bliss like these other couples. And all these members, you know, in this TFU are getting rejected by the people they think are their twin flame. And Jeff's like, fuck that. We don't give a, this this is a quote from the documentary. Jeff's like, fuck that. We don't give a fuck. Don't be a twin flame pussy. You need to pursue your twin flame. And I don't care what you got to do. I don't care what it takes. You need to be with this person. And again, that's because he has dollar signs in his eyes. So after L is, you know, L is the woman who there was a restraining order against her and she ended up in jail for 30 days because of it. She's the TFU member um, who went through all of that. And at one point, Jeff and Shalia approach L, and they're like, look, after she's completely broken down, fresh out of jail for 30 days, they're like, listen, we'll give you these classes, these TFU classes completely for free. Um, but you have to start working for us. And I don't even think they paid her ass. And all of a sudden they start teaching these life purpose classes because again, there will always be more and more classes. Uh, They start teaching this, you know, life purpose class for $269 a month. Basically the premise of this stupid class is you follow your life purpose and love will come into your life like did a second grader write that i mean it's like the stupidest thing but yet they're selling it for 269 a month and people are freaking buying it and i'm just I, it's it's wild and then somehow i don't know how this happened uh somehow everyone's life purpose eventually becomes coming to work for Jeff and Shalia. So basically, Jeff and Shalia are like, oh, we see what your life purpose is. It's to come work for us. And basically, they just need people, kind of like L. Rottenmouth Hubbard needed um, the Sea Org for free labor to man the boat that he was on when he was on the run uh, in the open sea. Jeff and Shalia need people to help them build this scammy empire, right? They need graphic designers, video editors, media and marketing and branding people. So they're starting to come to people and they're like, look, we'll give you all these classes for free, which is like a huge benefit. And all you have to do is just come work for us. So they put people's asses to work doing all this shit for them to help them build the empire. And it's almost like free labor. And then guess what, you guys? there's another course. I know you never guessed that. There's the mind alignment process, which they call MAP for short in Twin Flames University. And basically what this is, is helping people with their trauma to move past their trauma and their PTSD. Um, Essentially, they say that they're going to get to the root of the trauma and they're going to pull it out. They're going to clear it, which again, what in the Scientology fuck is this? Like, I think that they basically ripped off Scientology for a lot of their shit because they have absolutely no expertise in helping anyone with their trauma or PTSD. In fact, they're just inflicting it on people. But they have no business messing with people's psyche and their psychological um, issues and struggles and mental health issues and PTSD and trauma. But they say they're going to get to the root of it and clear that shit out. And during these MAP sessions, the MAP practitioner uh, basically freezes and then clears the trauma or bad thoughts. And again, it's like, you don't just like go, okay, hold it right there. I'm about, okay, right there. Don't move. I'm about to clear this shit out for you. I'm about to, I'm going to clear your bad thoughts and boom, you're clear. That is the stupidest thing I have ever freaking heard. But also like all jokes aside, this is extremely reckless and dangerous. These are people with actual PTSD, diagnosed PTSD and trauma, and you are doing nothing but re-traumatizing them. And at one point, these practitioners, these MAP practitioners, and I use practitioner the word very loosely. Um, they suggest in these TFU members, uh, map sessions or whatever they're called, that they have childhood sexual trauma. So they make them think, they plant it in their minds that they were sexually abused as a child when in fact they weren't. And basically they just it just makes these people not want to be near their families even more. That's that one documentary that I watched Oh, what's it called? Sarah Lawrence? The cult at Sarah Lawrence. Yes, that dude, Larry, I think was his name. Loser Larry. Um, He basically told his followers that they were sexually abused by their family when they were young so he could separate them from their family. Maybe Scientology does this too. I really don't know, but they, they all suck. How about that? The TFU organization, people within it, would actually stalk PTSD groups on Facebook. So people who actually have PTSD, who join Facebook groups for support and for resources and for help, they would stalk those freaking groups to get those people to come take their bullshit map courses so that they can help them clear their bad thoughts and their PTSD, Uh, of course, for a price. It's just completely scammy, disgusting behavior. Okay, and guess what? I know you guys are not going to guess what I'm about to say. You're you're not going to see this one coming. There's another course, okay? There's another course. You're never going to guess the name of it. It is called Divine Dish. Now for $100 a month, which you guys, that's less than half of what they're paying for Ascension School. I mean, this if this ain't a bargain. I don't know what is. For only $100 a month, Jeff's personal chef, is going to prepare recipes for his followers that supposedly help them get back into their bodies, whatever that means, um, and also have a better sex life. So if you eat this food, your sex is gonna be like really good. And basically the meals are made up of a whole lot of carbs and like really heavy red meat-based meals. And Keely describes the, you know, she's the TFU member. She describes that she gained 70 pounds in just a few months. And again, no shame for anybody who gains weight. I mean, we all go through it, right? But she's just like, I gained 70 pounds in a rapid amount of time. And I all of a sudden had this onslaught of health problems when I followed the divine dish. And again, this is Jeff jerk off Jeff, basically controlling women's bodies. Like his wife also gained weight on the divine dish diet. And it's like this weird shit. Like, um, the love has one cult. She mother, God wanted everybody to be skinny as fuck. Well, Jeff wants everybody to be, you know, larger bodies for some reason. I don't know what is with cults and controlling women's weight and bodies, Um, But Keely says she gained 70 pounds in just a rapid amount of time. And then at one point in the documentary, dumbass Jeff says on camera, like this is a direct quote. He says, I thought, let's see if I can become unattracted to Shalia if she gains weight and gets ugly. He literally says that. Let me see if I can become unattracted to my wife if she gains weight and gets ugly. Um, He says, but I found myself even more attracted to her after she gained weight. I just I I can't with his piece of a shit ass. Meanwhile, jackass Jeff is literally like no gift to women, and he's out here making women's nether regions as dry as the fucking Sahara desert. Like let's be real. This guy is a dweeb. Like he's a weasel troll looking mfer, and he's definitely no gift to women. Let's just say that. And again, what's with weight control in these cults? There's Love Has One who she wanted everybody to be skinny as hell, Gwen Shamblin and the way down diet, she wanted everybody to be, you know, have disordered eating. And then now you have twin flames and this guy's wanting everybody to gain weight. Like what is It's just a, it's a, it's just all control. I don't even think I don't even think it matters whether you're thin bit whatever. You they just want control over you in any way they can get it. And Jeff would create businesses that generated a lot of money, but he wouldn't have to do anything. It was just a lot of like, you know, other people doing the work for him. Meanwhile, he's out here buying a Porsche and a this and a that and draping his wife in Chanel and bragging about it. And Jeff and Shalia really do brag a lot about being rich. At one point in the documentary, Jeff's like, that's an 85-inch TV over there. And I'm like, bro, that is not the fucking flex that you think it is. I'm pretty sure everybody has big screen TVs at this point. Not, I should say everybody, but it has become very commonplace. And I was just at Best Buy. You can get those bitches for like $400, like a big, big, big one. So like, don't even start, like, don't try to act like you're like freaking Jeff Bezos because you have an 85 inch TV. Like, let's be real, but he's out here bragging about it. I just, I can't with him. And again, this is just like douchey new money energy, bro. Like calm your tits. You don't need to brag about your stupid TV, okay? It's not like you got a theater in your house or something. And of course, the documentary explains to us that at some point, Jeff wants to turn their business into a church. Why does he want to do that? Well, of course, to avoid taxes. Hello? And like I said, he must have been following L. Ron Hubbard because that is his playbook. Like, turn your shit into a church and you don't need to pay taxes. I mean, it's just the fastest way to get rich. And then all of a sudden at this point, all of a sudden Jeff and Shalia start talking about in their courses, like in, in their live streams or whatever they do on YouTube, they start talking about God and religion. And at one point, Jeff tells people he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. I, I can't. Mm -mm. And at one point when they're on camera, Shalia responds, Oh my God, I'm banging Christ. I cannot. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Shalia. Like, I just shut your. And of course, these two dumbasses know that Jeff is not Jesus Christ. OK, but they will say anything for money. This is just their latest grift. Like, oh, yeah, guys, uh, Twin Flames members. um. If we forgot to tell you before uh, that, yes, we can confirm your twin flame, we can confirm your gender, we can do everything. Oh, and also like Jeff, he's like Jesus Christ. So yeah, we forgot to tell you that before, but now we're telling you now. And so eventually Jeff and Shalia incorporate Church of Union, that's the name of their church, as a nonprofit, and it serves as the umbrella for a bunch of for-profit businesses underneath it. And that's the structure they created to minimize, greatly minimize their tax liability. And they show in this documentary that Jeff just over and over starts shaming people in virtual meetings. He's yelling at them. They might, he might ask them like, oh, you know, how's everything going or whatever? And they would say they had a problem. And he's like, liar. I mean, basically he would just blame, he's like, liar, lies. He just wasn't hearing it like if anybody had anything negative to say he's like liar and he blames them for their problems and he's like yeah go mirror that shit and he tells one member you're just being a whiny little bitch and i'm like um meanwhile jeff's so ugly he has to take sexual interactions uh, by force because no person in their fucking right mind would touch him with a 10-foot pole by choice and you can see him in meetings being a controlling asshole with Shalia. She starts to talk and he's like, hush. And then she starts talking again. And he's like, quit talking. I was raging at this point. If, if there's certain things in life that trigger people, that is one of my triggers is a man who wants to exert that kind of control over a woman. And it makes me want to choose violence, but I'm not promoting that. And people in Twin Flames universe, eventually, they're starting to struggle deeply with depression, suicidal thoughts, mental health issues. And of course, the only advice they got from Jeff was, yeah, go just keep mirroring. Just keep looking in the mirror and blaming yourself. That's what we do. And at one point, it's described that one member actually does die by suicide um, after not getting the help that she needed within the TFU community. And he's, he's just playing with fire, this guy. I mean, and, and, you know, he's definitely got blood on his hands, in my opinion. At one point, and I love when an investigative journalist starts digging into this shit, right? Um, there is, in fact, an investigative journalist who starts working on a story and ends up publishing articles about TFU and how their members are allegedly being exploited. And so this kind of, like, you know pops this story wide open and people start to open their eyes and see that this may be a dangerous cult. And the former TFU member, Elle, um, so Elle, she's the woman who's supposed twin flame, filed a restraining order, and she ended up in jail for 30 days. And then she went to go work for Shelly and Jeff for free and yada yada. She eventually gets out of The cult because she's just like, I'm done. This is a cult. This is dangerous. She finally had enough, which is wonderful. But she is now a former member and she becomes enemy number one because boy, she's pissed off and she is speaking her mind and she is telling anybody who will listen that TFU is a freaking cult and Jeff's a piece of shit. And so, what does Jeff do? He takes a play right out of the Scientology playbook. And he files a defamation lawsuit for $1 million against Elle as well as against Stephanie's mother. Because Stephanie's mother is also a badass. Stephanie was that twin sister who also got caught up, you know, uh, early on in Twin Flames. And her mother has been fighting for her to get out. And her mom's a badass. She's like, what do I have to be afraid of? I'm not afraid of these people. But Jeff files a $1 million defamation lawsuit against Elle, the former member, and Stephanie's mother. Eventually, the lawsuit does get dismissed, but only after they spend thousands of dollars on attorney fees. So TFU... Came with a guarantee for members that they would, in fact, meet their twin flame. But people begin complaining because they're like, um, not only have I not met my twin flame, I'm actually like, so much further away from who I was told was my twin flame. Like I am no closer to them than when I started this bullshit and they start complaining. And at the same time, Jeff and Shalia start teaching again, like we talked about earlier, they start telling people, no, there's no gay, there's no straight, there's no, um, non-binary. There's no, none of that. All there is in life is divine feminine or divine masculine energy and you are one or the other. It is that black and white. And so they continue by saying that two fems cannot be twin flames with each other and two masculines cannot be twin flames with each other. So basically if Jeff and Shalia deem somebody as a divine masculine, Well, basically, that person has to start behaving like a masculine being. So even if it's a woman who identifies as a woman, a cis woman, she could be told by Jeff and Shalia, no, you're actually a masculine. And then they would pressure her, you know, somebody with long hair and, you know, uh, feminine presenting. Now, all of a sudden, this person is being pressured to cut your hair grow a mustache, change your features, change your clothes, start acting more masculine. And it's just bizarre. And it's also really sad because these people are confused. They're like, but I never, I've always thought of myself as female. I don't really feel masculine, but then they go and basically do whatever they can to appear and act masculine to please Jeff and Shalia. And in the documentary, this really fucking pissed me off. But at one point, uh, Jeff and Shalia just wake up one morning, they get on their freaking YouTube channel and they're like, hey, you guys, last night we channeled 20 brand new twin flames. Can you believe it? And basically, they tell people, You need to let go of your previous twin flame. You know, that person we told you before was your confirmed twin flame. No, we have somebody new that's actually your twin flame because we channeled it. And basically they're told to just ditch the old twin flame, stop pursuing them. You need to start pursuing this new twin flame because this is your actual twin flame. And basically this is Jeff and Shalia just showing their cards like, hey, we effed up before and told you that this other person was your twin flame, but Haha, just kidding, this person over here is. And it's just them trying to um, keep this twin flame thing going and make money. And all of a sudden, group members are told, and guess what? Not only did we channel 20 new twin flames, your twin flame is actually in this group. Can you believe it? So basically what Jeff and Shalia are doing is they're saying that They're seeing that these people had no success getting their supposed twin flame, who was not in the group, to be their twin flame. They're like, oh, what should we do? Oh, we'll just tell them that their twin flame is in this group, because then that's essentially a guarantee that those two people would, in fact, link up and then go start telling everybody that they are each other's twin flames and that this whole thing works and it's a success. That's all they're doing, is they're basically like just trying to make this twin flames thing a success so that they can brag that it that it works. And at one point in the documentary, uh Shalia, they Shalia and Jeff tell their members that Shalia has had a connection with her unborn child, a baby girl whom they will name Grace. And ugh, this is so fucking gross. They start telling their members on their YouTube channel how their unborn baby Grace is celibate and the only person, oh, and that she's never going to have sex. The only person she will have sex with is God. I know I'm saying that wrong, but they said something like baby Grace is celibate and she won't be having sex with anybody but God. First off, don't use the word baby and sex in the same, like let's, let's not do this. Let's not talk about a child who you are going to just deem celibate. So you're just going to force your child when they become of age to have sexual intercourse. You're going to be like, no, you're actually celibate. And the only person you're going to have intercourse with is God. It's so fucking gross. Oh, and at one point, Jeff jokes on camera. He's like, oh, she's never going to get laid. Talking about his unborn baby. But, at you know, Jeff and Shalia tell their members that they ended up having to terminate the pregnancy because unfortunately it was an ectopic pregnancy. So they had to terminate. So Shalia is no longer with child. And meanwhile, jerk off Jeff is preparing to buy a three to four million dollar property where everyone in TFU is going to go live on this property. That's going to be like his compound because every cult needs a compound, right? And basically it's described that members are expected to have babies and those golden babies are going to be twin flames with each other. I mean, I don't even know. I'm almost at a loss for words with this one. Um, But basically this is just Jeff's way of creating more and more and more Twin Flames and more and more and more money and having ultimate control over these people because now they're going to live right by him or on his stupid cult compound property. And basically, Jeff and Shalia say that only they can decide whether people can have the privilege of having children. And I guess there's a minimum of monthly income that people have to make within TFU in order to have the privilege to have children. And that minimum monthly amount is $100,000. And I don't know what to make of this other than Maybe this is like a motivation tactic. Like you're considered blessed by Jeff and Shalia if they tell you you're the chosen one to have a baby. So it makes people want to strive for that, but they're like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, you're not going to be able to be the chosen one unless you make 10K a month because the more money their cult followers make, allegedly, the more money Jeff and Shalia make. So they're going to put that little, dangle that little carrot like, "Uh uh-uh, you need to make at least 10K a month and then maybe we will deem you to have a child. It's wild. And then the documentary, somebody in the documentary tells us that at some point, Jeff makes everybody in the cult watch seduced and the vow, which is like on the topic of Nixium, the um, sex cult. And then he has all of them write an essay on how Jeff is not a cult leader. So he's just an insecure little troll. He knows he's a cult leader. He knows that what he's building is a cult, but he wants to, have everybody write an essay about how he's not a cult leader. But it, all signs are pointing to him being a cult leader, like he's a dumbass. Around this time, Keeley starts seeing that she actually is in a dangerous situation with TFU, and Keely and Colby, who are still together but just like hanging by a thread, they leave the cult, and they go directly to Marley's little sister's house in Utah, where she's been living with um, and they rescue her, and they get her out of the cult. So all three of them leave the cult, but after that, Keely and Marley sisters, they don't speak. And they still, to this day that I know of, don't speak. And I don't know what to make of that other than Keely is the one who got Marley into the cult unbeknownst to her she didn't you know obviously she was sucked into it and manipulated to keely but she got her sister into it and maybe there's some you know resentment from marley to keely because keely's the one who is responsible for making her go through all the trauma that she went through within this cult i don't know but it's really sad these sisters actually don't talk to this day and of course, people within you know TFU or you know former members or like employees of TFU were never paid well or paid at all. And at some point, Jeff and Shalia announced that they're just going to be, all of a sudden, they're just going to start taking 50% of all TFU members' salaries. So they're already not making ends meet. And now all of a sudden, they got to give up another 50% to Jeff and Shalia. And they just like wave a wand. They're just like, and there goes your money. Like they just get to, they just get to force people to give them their money for what reason? Um, maybe Shalia needs another Chanel handbag. I don't know. And meanwhile, Jeff and Shalia are definitely living high on the hog. I mean, they got Versace, YSL, the stupid eighty-five inch TV, and the hundred thousand dollar Porsche. And then, But the members start realizing that they are funding Jeff and Shalia's lifestyle. And Shalia says something uh, in his documentary on camera. She's like, you guys, I deserve to rest. Meanwhile, the members are like, all that bitch does is rest. All she does is take naps and rest in her Versace. But she's like, oh my God, you guys, I deserve to rest. Making them all feel guilty like they're putting her through some bullshit. I just... I hate her. And more and more members start to leave during this time between like 2019, 2021. That's when a lot of the TFU members leave the cult. Um, And it's basically an MLM. That's what it seems to be structured like. But those who stay just go deeper and deeper into the cult. One of the members at some point goes all the way through with top surgery. Basically, top surgery is a double mastectomy. And the mother of this member is just completely devastated because her daughter was always female presenting. Was She was cis female. And there was no indication that she identified any other way. But once she joined this cult and Jeff got a hold of her and deemed her to be a divine masculine, all of a sudden her gender now switches to what he deems it to be. And they go fully through top surgery. And basically, it doesn't seem like that was their choice at all. That's the problem. There's no problem, in my opinion, with any gender affirming surgery. If that is what you want to do, you have the choice and you should have the choice to do that if that is what you want to do. But it doesn't seem like this member made that choice on their own. It seems Jeff made that choice for them. And that's sad. Meanwhile, Keely does, like I said earlier, she gets out of the cult and she starts taking to TikTok to expose the cult. And basically she just feels a lot of shame for being the perpetrator and for... You're basically doing Jeff and Shalia's dirty work, but they used her to perpetrate and do their dirty work. So she's also a victim in my opinion. So many members start escaping the cult between 2019, 2021. And again, when I say cult, it's my opinion. Okay. But... Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. And basically, the update on Keely is that unfortunately, she does live, seems like a very isolated and lonely life at this point because she doesn't have a relationship with her sister and she's still dealing with all the trauma of being in that cult. But at the very least, she escaped and she's planning to attend law school. Her sister Marley, who also escaped at the same time, whom she's not in touch with, sadly, um, is also attending college. That was the update at the end of the documentary. And in April of 2023, so April of this year, this cult is still going on to this day. Grace Divine, or baby Grace, is born. So this is Jeff and Shelia's baby. Meanwhile, you know, Twin Flames Universe is just recruiting and growing the organization. So they are still thriving. And, you know, they talk about at the end of the documentary that online cults increased rapidly since the pandemic. And that makes so much sense. People are isolated, they're vulnerable, they're lonely, they're locked up in their homes. And so they're just online way more than they normally would be, and they find this TFU organization and they just dive headfirst into it. In 2020, they talk about the fact that local police couldn't find any crimes within TFU. However, they did send the case file over to the FBI for review for potential federal crimes. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, TFU is still in existence today, unfortunately. And, you know, as far as my final thoughts... Jeff's an ugly, insecure troll. And he is a cult leader and he thrives on power and control. And Shalia is culpable too. I mean, yes, he does seem like he's more in control than her, but I don't give a shit. She's culpable too. She's telling people, I deserve to rest. Meanwhile, she's draped in Chanel and you know, they're both jackasses and it's a red flag. You guys got to run the other way. If you see this thing pop up in your search engine because you're looking for your ultimate lover, um, please run the other way. Twin Flames Universe, of course, it, it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. To me, it seems very much like a cult. It seems very much like a multi-level marketing company. And they are messing with people's gender identity, which is extremely reckless and extremely dangerous. And for me, I rage watched this entire documentary. I was cussing at the damn TV the entire time. I almost threw my shoe at the damn screen so many times, but especially watching Jackass Jeff, like watching him was more painful than listening to Nickelback on repeat for like a year. Straight. I hated watching him. He is a weasel and I just despise him. All right, you guys, share your thoughts with me on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram. I'm at Jamie on air on all platforms. That's Jamie with an I. So J A M I on air. I want to hear what you guys think about this shit. I mean, this was wild did you rage watch this documentary like I did? Because I don't know why this one got me worked up more than some of the others. It was Jeff. Like it was it was phony Jesus Jeff. It was him, everything about him, his energy, the way he spoke to women. I, again, wanted to choose violence. I didn't choose violence and I'm not promoting violence, but I wanted to choose violence when it came to him. As always, thanks so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And as I always say, you guys, if you prefer a video version of these Serial Streamers episodes, catch me on my YouTube channel at Jamie on Air. Or if you prefer a podcast audio version, just listen, um, subscribe to the Murderish podcast. That's Murderish uh, on any podcast player. And then you will see the Serial Streamers episodes on that podcast feed. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you in my comments. Cannot wait to hear everything you guys have to say about this wild documentary. And remember, cults are stupid, Ted Bundy's ugly, scammers suck at life, and binge-watching true crime documentaries is self-care. And don't let anybody tell you different. Bye.